Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. For more details, check out faithcc.com.au. We hope you enjoy this message. If you've got your Bibles, why don't you turn? I want to speak out of the book of James. And in particular, James chapter 1 this morning. I want to share a word that's going to encourage you this morning. And so uh, why don't we take a moment to turn in our Bibles. If you brought them, give me an amen. Fantastic. Turn in your Bibles to James chapter 1. And why don't we pray together. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time together. We just thank you that your presence is already here this morning. Lord, you're here to encourage us, God. You're here to set us up for a greater year, God. Lord, to, to be able to grow in our knowledge of you, God. Our grow in our walk with you. Go deeper in our walk with you, God. And we just thank you. You're setting us up this morning for something greater. And so we just invite you, come and anoint my words. Lord, come and open our hearts to your ministry, Holy Spirit. We ask and invite you right now. And all his people said, amen, amen. amen. James chapter 1, verse 17. It says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. This morning I want to speak a message called Chasing Shadows. Who knows that, uh, you know, James here presents a picture, and I love this picture, because first he says every good and perfect gift comes from God, our Father in heaven, the Father of light. But then he gives us this picture, he says that he wants to bless us, but yet so many people, I believe, are chasing after shadows. James writes that our Father, He's reliable, He doesn't shift and He doesn't change like the shifting shadows. Yet when I look at it, I see people chasing after so many things. I mean, these days it's more than ever you get to see on social media, people posting the latest fad, the latest thing they're into. And people, I just see like, you know, maybe I'm just aware of it more than what I ever have been, but people are chasing after these different things. Things like the latest fads, the latest trends, the latest opinions, the latest, you know, eating plans, latest diets. No, it's not a diet, it's an eating plan. You know, latest lifestyle plan, latest thing, you know, latest dance, hairstyle, fashion. I see it all the time. It's like a craze, goes viral, goes this frenzy. Now, not all of it is bad. Some of it's good, except for some of those dancers. No one ever dab ever again, okay, guys? That was like 2015, was it? 2015? Some of you guys go, I have no idea what you're talking about. What the heck is a dab? Don't even worry about it. You're better off not knowing. Fantastic. There's all these different things people are chasing after. And like I said, not all of them are bad. There's some very good things. But what I realize is that if you focus on chasing after these things, if you fill your life, your time, your effort in chasing after these things that are on the outside, they're the external things. They might change how you look for a moment. They might change how you act for a moment. They might change your bank balance for a moment, but it's not the thing that is the foundation of your life. And if you are chasing after those things, you're just like you're chasing after shadows. See, who knows that a shadow, by its very nature, is an imperfect copy or imitation of the real thing. I mean, have you ever seen a, maybe like a young child or, or an animal, you know, if you've got a pet, 
You know, you get outside and, and you just see like there's a shadow and it starts to move. Maybe it's your shadow as you walk around and, 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 and that pet or the child starts to get fascinated with that shadow. Who's ever seen that? And they start to chase after it. And they, you know, who knows that if they do that, as much as that's amusing for a while, quite often they're going to end up exhausted, frustrated, confused, because who knows, that is not a real thing. It's simply a copy or an imitation of the real deal. See, this year I believe that God is wanting us to not pursue fads and phases, things that change, not pursue things that are an imperfect copy of the real thing. Don't chase after the shadows this year. Chase after the substance. Chase after the truth this year, Faith Church. Chase after something that is going to build deeper in your life. And so this morning, I want to look at this, this idea that this year, what are we going to focus on? What are we going to pursue? What are we going to chase after? Is it going to be those things that on the surface, they look good? Like I said, not all of them are bad. I'm not knocking someone being healthier and having a good eating plan, all this sort of stuff. But it's not the source of your, your of fulfillment and your happiness and your joy. It's not the thing that you build your, your life on. And so we should be putting our greatest efforts, our greatest time and our greatest focus in those things, not on the outside, but that will affect the inside of us. So three things this morning, if you're taking notes, that I want us to to be encouraged to run after, to pursue things that I'm focusing on this year myself. And the first statement here is chase after truth. Chase after truth. Don't chase after opinion. Don't chase after fads, things that change and, and different phases, but chase after the truth this year. See, God reveals His truth through His Word, the Bible. And I wonder whether you would make a commitment at the start of this year to say, I'm going to be a person that dives deeper into the Word of God, to discover God's truth and how it relates and reveals itself in my life. See, this year, get His Word into your life, into your soul this year. Let it sink deep into your heart so that it will reveal the truth that God wants for you in your life. James chapter 1, verse 22 it says, but don't just listen to God's Word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourself. For if you listen to the Word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in the mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget, what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. What a great picture again James presents here. It's like when you, when you hear the Word of God, don't just listen to it. Don't just come to church this year, take some notes or, or sit in there and just sort of go, yeah, I've done my religious duty. I've been around the Word of God. And then you walk away and, it, and you don't apply it to your life. He's saying here, it's like you step to the mirror. And most of us would do this on a daily basis. I noticed a couple of people that didn't do that today. Only joking, only joking. Nayel, you look wonderful all the time. But it's like you step to the mirror, you have a look at yourself, and it's immediately it's saying here you walk away and you forget what was in that mirror, the image. I mean, most of us would say, yeah, I, I know what I look like. Put your hand up if you think you know what you look like. This is a little scary that at least half of the crowd does not think they know what they look like. 
Put your hand up if you think you know what you look like. The ones that are being reserved know I'm setting you up for something. Exactly. But I love this, this what it says here in, in the Word because it says, but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free and you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Okay. Who knows what color hair they have? Put your hands up. Who knows what color eyes they have? That's great. Okay, good. All right, now let me say, have you looked carefully at yourself? How many pimples you might have today? For me, it's three. Wonderful. Maybe if I ask you something more, how long is your nose from between your eyes to the end of your nose? Can you tell me that? Have you looked carefully? Ray, how, how long is it? No, 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 no. Come on. In measurements. In measurements, Ray, sit down. There's always one in the crowd, isn't there? Always one in the crowd. Who invited him to sit on the front row? What is the distance in millimeters between your two eyes? Put your hand up if you know that. You have looked at yourself how many times in your life? Thousands of times. Probably millions of times for some of you guys. Mikey? Clearly. Millions of times. But you do not know exactly the distance. I mean, it, I was thinking about that the other day. I think I was thinking maybe, I don't know, two centimeters, 1.5 centimeters, maybe 2.5. I don't know. But I looked at myself so many times. And so what it's trying to say here is not just a vague overview just a, a general, I mean, it's, it's saying how silly would it be if you'd forgotten, but yet it's saying here, why don't you take a closer look into the Word, into the perfect law? I love this because who knows that the law was passed down. God gave the law to man knowing that the law in imperfect people would be an imperfect law. No one could live up to the law. Yet James presents here that there was a perfect person that came to complete and make the law perfect. And we have an opportunity when we dive into the Word to reflect and look carefully and see the perfect law that sets us free. We get to see Him in the Word. His name is Jesus. And as we dive carefully, we will be once again revealed to us the truth of who He is and what He wants for our life. I wonder this year, would you look not just vaguely, not just as an overview, not just as I heard the word in a message that Pastor Matt, Pastor Mark, or one of the other pastors shared for half an hour this week, but actually would you commit yourself to spending some time in the Word? Because as you do it, it says here, it will set you free. It will set you up so that God will bless your steps as you dive, not just vaguely, but carefully, in, intentionally into the Word because God wants to reveal His truth to you and I, and He reveals it through the Word of God. Can I get an amen this morning? Don't just listen to the Word, but make a choice to build your life on it. Jesus put it this way in Luke chapter 6, verse 46. Jesus said, What good does it for you to say, I am your Lord and Master, if what I teach you is not put into practice? Let me describe the one who truly follows me and does what I say. He is like a man who chooses the right place to build a house and then lays a deep and secure foundation. 
When the storms and floods rage against that house, it continues to stand strong and unshaken through the tempests, for it has been wisely built on the right foundation. But the one who has heard my teaching and does not obey it is like a man who builds a house without laying any foundation whatsoever. When the storms and the floods rage against the house, it will immediately collapse, and I like what the message says, like a house of cards and become a total loss. Which of these two builders will you be? Both hear the word of God. One chooses to apply it into their life, to listen to it, to study it carefully, not just be hearers but doers of the word and and it builds for them a foundation on which their life will be built upon the other hears the word of God either ignores it or forgets it doesn't apply it doesn't listen carefully doesn't action it and the foundation is not built and so when the storms come different seasons of life come It says that someone who doesn't have that foundation, their house is like a house of cards. might look nice on the surface. Wow, look at that. That's really cool. That person built a house of cards. But as soon as the first bit of breeze comes through, down it goes. I don't know about you, but I want to be someone who builds my life, my house, my family on a good foundation this year. I want to build it on the foundation of Jesus Christ. I want to build it on the foundation of His words bringing change into my life. Can I get an amen this morning? So I wonder at the start of this year whether you can make the same commitment saying, God, I want to build my life on a good foundations. See, the truth is that in this generation in Australia right now, we get to celebrate that we are in the lucky country. What a blessed country, the great south land of the Holy Spirit. We see so many different things. I mean, we're probably you know, more educated than we ever have been, more informed than we ever have been. Different people spending so much time building into things. And again, sometimes we can get fooled to see an image to pursue after these different things that really at the end of the day are not going to build us the foundation that's going to mean that our life will be built to last. Different things, building these things in an effort, gathering more possessions, trying to chase happiness. And the truth is that happiness might come through those little momentary things for a moment, but then it will fade and we'll realize we're not left with anything but collecting a whole bunch of stuff. See, if you build on the world's world's words, on the world's ways and opinions, or if you build your life on your own ways, your own opinions, your own words, then you'll be building like a house of cards. But if you build on Jesus' words, on His thoughts, His ways, His teachings, then you'll build a house that will last. Not only last, but withstand all the seasons of life. See, this year I want to encourage you, stay out of the shadows and pursue truth this year in your life. Pursue the Word of God. Pursue the revelation of the Word of God. That's the first thing. 
The second thing this morning, not only chase after truth this year, but, but be a person, number two, that pursues greater faith. My second point, pursue greater faith. See, this year, I, I want to be a person that just not lives out a, a faith, a belief in God, but I want my faith to grow this year. I want to, I want to be a person that, that pursues greater faith. I don't want to trust in my own ways of doing things, my own thoughts, my own ability to, to sort of get by. I want to be someone that trusts and relies on God. God, I need more of you. God, I want my life to be a statement that says, no matter what season I go through, I know that you supply all of my needs, that you hold my life in your hands. I want to be a person of not just a belief, but a greater faith in God. I want to believe in your words. I want to action your words. I want to see it grow and develop in my life. James 1.17, it says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. See, see again, this verse, this key verse that we're, we're, we're speaking about this morning, it says that every good and perfect gift comes from God. Is that a revelation in your life? Because God offers you so much. We need to ask Him. And it says, don't just ask him, but believe in your heart and it will be yours. He offers you wisdom. Be a person that says, God, give me wisdom this year. Give me wisdom this year. I want to walk into situations with your wisdom, with your understanding. God, give me strength this year. He offers you strength this year, church. God, give me grace this year. I need to know your grace. Maybe you feel like you've let God down. Maybe you're ready this year. You feel like, oh man, I've sort of started off on the wrong foot. But God is saying, come on, I offer you forgiveness. I offer you grace. My mercy is new for you every morning. If you don't receive it, it's only because you're not asking for it. There's nothing wrong with God's word. There's nothing wrong with his promises. We need to position ourselves to say, God, I, I thank you that every good and perfect gift comes from you and you don't change like the shifting shadows. You don't change, you don't, you don't offer something and then change your mind. You don't, you don't uh, stretch out your hand to me and then pull it back just as I reach out, like a game. God says he offers you so much. Why don't you position yourself this year to say, God, I want to be a person of greater faith, to believe, not just hope, but believe that your word is true, that your promises are yes and amen, that every good and perfect gift comes from you. See, having greater faith in God is saying, in every season, in every situation, both good and bad, God has good for me, and He is the one that supplies everything I need. See, God wants to build in, something, in us something, a greater faith that will be able to withstand the storms of life. James chapter 1, verse 12 it says, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life. Everyone say crown of life. That the Lord has promised to those who love him. I love this verse. I started to think about it. What is this crown of life? I thought, you know, I don't want to just skim over the Word of God. I want to look carefully, intentionally. I want to dive deeper into understanding what is, what are these things? God's saying to you and I, 
if you go through trials, if you go through challenges, if you go through persecution, if you go through things and your faith is tested but you persevere and you overcome, then God says he offers you something even above and beyond salvation. Some people might understand this as the crown of life being eternal life and it's different because eternal life is a free gift. You can't earn it. There's no way that you can receive it other than by faith in Jesus Christ. So this crown of life is different on top of above eternal life and salvation. So there is something that God is offering us. You and I, if we stand through the tests and the challenges of life, and on the other side, we can stand before Jesus and say, hey, I stayed the course. It wasn't easy. I might have stumbled a couple of times. I might have had some doubts, but I stayed the course. Then Jesus says, well done, good and faithful servant. Here is the crown of life. I started to look into this, the crown of life. The word used here, and this phrase here is also what is referred to another time during the, in the Bible is Jesus is, through the messenger, the angel, is speaking to the church in Smyrna in Revelation chapter 2. In Revelation chapter 2 verse 10 it says, don't be afraid of what you're about to suffer. The devil will throw you in, into prison to test you. You will suffer for 10 days, but if you remain faithful, even when facing death, I will give you the crown of life. Both times, the crown of life is given when people endure hardships, challenges, persecutions, and stay the course. Jesus says, I will give you the crown of life. The, the word used here for crown in both of these passages is the Greek word stephanos which actually means either crown, reward, or laurel wreath. It's actually used for, for what was given in the early uh, Olympic Games when, a, when an athlete had gone through all the trials, all the challenges, and had overcome and had won the race. They were given Stephanos, the crown of life, the, the laurel wreath. And so that was their reward for, for overcoming. And just like an athlete would go through all of these challenges, Jesus is saying here, just like an athlete, if you overcome, you push through. You understand that it's not going to be easy, but there's going to be some, some challenges come your way. There might even be some persecution. You might even stumble. You might even fall down. But if you get up again and you win the race, then I give you Stephanos, the crown of life. You stand before God. The Bible doesn't say whether it's actually a crown or it more alludes to the fact that it'll be some sort of honor, some sort of blessing that's bestowed upon you and I if we've got to the end of our race and when we get to eternity, when we stand as, as Christ reigns again, he says, well done, good and faithful servant. You haven't just scraped through, but you went through the fire. You went through the storms. You went through the challenges of life, and you won. You came through on the other side, and you, you kept your faith in me. You stayed strong. Here, here is your award. I don't know about you, but this year I want to understand that I'm not building upon something that I just see here in the temporal, just in the natural. I'm wanting to live for eternity. I'm wanting to live to please God. Even when I face seasons of challenge, 
or whether I'm in a season of victory, I will say, God, I understand that I'm going to stay on course, believing that you are the one that provides all of my needs. James chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. What a crazy thought. Consider it pure joy. I mean, who thinks like that? I mean, I mean, imagine if you came up to me and you started to explain to me the, the trials, the suffering, the challenges, and I'm like, awesome, consider it pure joy. You'd think, this guy's lost his mind. How insensitive. But, but here James writes, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work. What, what, what work are we talking about here? See, salvation in itself is perfect and complete, yet who knows that the process of sanctification in our life is us starting to walk out salvation from glory to glory till we realize that salvation becomes and God's work in us becomes complete. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. See, how can trials and, and trouble and challenges, persecution, how can it be an opportunity for joy, church? And not just joy, but it says here, but pure or other translations say great joy. Great joy. How can it be? I believe the answer's found in our perspective. The answer's found. And it's all about perspective. See, if you have an idea, if you have a theory, your, your belief in God is built on this theory that says, if everything's going good, then God is good. When things go bad, well, then you lose your faith. But perspective says even in both the good times, the times of victory, seasons of strength, or whether I'm in a season of challenge, whether I'm in the storm, I know that God is good and that He has good things in store for those who love Him. That's what the Word of God says. We can stand and we can believe exactly what the Apostle Paul, who, who endured so much suffering even to the point of death, he declares in Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. All things... No matter whether you're in a season of victory or in a season of challenge and suffering, greater faith is produced when we can confidently declare in all things God is working for the good of those who love Him. See, faith untested remains weak, church. But faith tested becomes strong. So many times, and I've done it myself many times before, I'd say, God, take me out of the, the, the trial. Take me out of this challenge. Take me out of the storm. And, and that would be my statement to God. But God turns around and says, no, I don't want to take you out of it. I want you, I want to reveal joy, great joy. I want to reveal strength and life 
and an ability to overcome even in the storm. See, when we realize it's not about just getting through as easy as possible, I just want the good life, I want all of the assets, I want the whole package, but we understand that even in the trial, even on the outside, it might not look great, but I understand God is doing a good work in me. And there's a greater picture, a bigger picture at work here. There's something greater at play, and when you stay the course, then God says, well done, good and faithful servant. Come into my peace. Come into my rest. Here is the crown of life. I'd rather receive the crown of life than any possession, any asset, anything in this lifetime. But make a choice to build your life, saying, God, I want to build my life on greater faith. So number one, chase after truth. Number two, number two, pursue greater faith. And number three, my final point this morning, is cultivate thankfulness. Cultivate thankfulness. Colossians 3, 15, in the message paraphrase, it says, let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other, in step with each other. None of this going off and doing your own thing. And cultivate thankfulness. Let the word of God, the message, have the run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your life. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense. And sing, sing your heart out to God. Let every detail in your lives, words, actions, whatever, be done in the name of the Master Jesus. Thanking God the Father every step of the way. What a great statement. I love, I love this what it says here, it says we need to not only just give thanks, but, but I love what it says here in the message. It says we need to cultivate thankfulness. See, this idea of, of cultivating something is something is, once again, it's something that we do on purpose, intentionally. It's by design when you allow it to grow in your life. I don't know what level of thankfulness, of gratitude that you're living in right now. But again, I want to be someone that cultivates it. I felt God speak to me. At the start of this year, end of last year was a very, very busy time. It was a great time. We saw amazing things happen in our church. And things were going good in the family, but I, but I was feeling overloaded by how busy everything was. I thought, I just need a break, need a bit of a holiday. Came back from the holiday, still feeling a little bit like, wow, still overwhelmed, got so much to do, pretty much hit the ground running started to allow myself to get into a negative place where I was just like, ah, too much to do. Why can't someone else do stuff? Why can't other people pick up the load? I was starting to think all these different things and, and I felt God challenge me, say, be thankful. Be thankful for what you have. Don't dwell on those negative thoughts. Start to give gratitude. Some of you guys, it might be a little bit harder because you're going through such a difficult season right now, maybe in your health. Maybe in your family, it's hard to be thankful for what seems to be such a loss right now. But let me encourage you. The same words that the, the Holy Spirit spoke to me is, in, is here to encourage you this morning. Give thanks in every season. Understand that God has never left you. He has never forsaken you. He has got something good in store for you if you just stay the course. Start to step back and cultivate thankfulness in your life. Every day, as part of spending time with God, I'm just starting to say thank, I want to start to thank you, God. 
I want to just thank you for my family. I want to thank you for this house that you've given me. I want to thank you for this great church, the opportunity that I get to, to pastor and lead and care for these people. I thank you, God. Lord, what you're doing in this place, what you're doing in my life. I haven't arrived, I haven't seen it all yet, but God, I just thank you that you're doing something wonderful in my life. I'm going to continue to declare your goodness over my life. I thank you for salvation. I thank you that you paid the ultimate price so that I can have freedom. Maybe I feel like I'm in a jail on the outside, but I have freedom on the inside. Maybe I'm facing situations that seem such a loss, but I thank you, Jesus, that you gave me life. The perfect law came to set me free. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for true joy. Lord, let me discover it. Not just happiness, but joy in the midst of the storm. See, don't let negative, negativity creep in, church. Don't let yourself go into that place where you start to complain and anger and doubt and negativity comes in because that will take you into the shadows. But as you start to thank God, as you begin to praise Him, as you come to Him with gratitude in your heart, and that will bring you into the light. And God wants to reveal His light in, his li in your life. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. He doesn't change like the shifting shadows. See, make a decision this year. I'm not going to walk in the shadows. I'm not going to chase after shadows. I'm not going to chase after those things that on the surface look great, but they build nothing eternally into my life. I'm going to be someone who walks in the light. I'm going to be someone who walks in the truth. I'm going to be someone who pursues greater faith that cultivates thankfulness in every season, I choose to give thanks to God. He is the one that holds my life in His hands. He is the one that supplies all of my needs. Yeah, come on. Give Him praise this morning. He's a good God. We're going to have a moment right now. I'm going to invite the worship team to come. No matter what season you're in, maybe you've started this year and God has just been blessing you. You've seen some great victories, some great breakthroughs. Or maybe, like I said, you've been in a season where you feel like you're right in the middle of the storm. I believe for all of us, God is wanting to encourage us, cultivate thankfulness. See, thankfulness and gratitude is a heart issue. It's a heart issue. Where's your heart at right now? Have you got heart? Have you allowed the, the life to build up the calluses in and around your heart? Or do you have a soft heart towards God? God, it might not have gone the way that I thought. Maybe I, I started last year with these same intention, these same ideas, and, and it didn't go the way that I thought it was going to go. But, but right now I'm coming back to that place where I just say, God, I give you my life afresh. I want to give you praise. I want to be just thankful. It might not be exactly as I planned it. It might not be where I need to be right now, but I thank you that you're still in control, that you're working on my behalf, that you have something good in store for me, and I declare it. And as you begin to speak it over your life, as you begin to speak it over your situation, I believe that things are going to shift. You're going to come out of the shadows, and you're going to start to come into the light. 
that God's going to reveal His good and perfect gifts for your life. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. To stay up to date, check us out at our website, faithcc.com.au.